Hello and welcome to Bougie Adjacent. I'm Amanda Lauren. We are back. Happy New Year. It was a brief hiatus. By the way, if you hear what sounds like dishes and anger in the background, it's because my husband is putting away the dishes and trying to cook dinner while I sit here and record this podcast and TikTok videos and attempt to write an article that needs to be posted tomorrow. You know, the usual. I hope everyone had a good holiday. Mine was definitely interesting. Um, Not much happened (laughs) at all because I was supposed to have family come in town and then everyone is, you know, afraid of COVID. So that didn't happen. Um, Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like this is like a cartoon where like someone breaks glass or like there is a lot of it. I mean, the sink is definitely filled with dishes. And I should probably do it later, (laughs) but I won't. No, I will. Um, I'm a real hot mess homemaker these days. I got to tell you, it's it's bad. Um, Right now I am sitting, and the sound is probably terrible too, because I'm recording this in my bedroom. And unfortunately, so we ordered some brand new furniture. Um, I've had the same like bedroom. I hate the term bedroom set. It just sounds old. Um, But I've had the same, I guess, nightstands and dresser for seven years now, seven years, six and a half years. And I bought it when I, my style was rather different when I was into more modern things. And I would say it was modern to, it could get away with contemporary, but it was kind of modern. And this room is more contemporary to traditional. So it just wasn't really working. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say that. It totally worked in this room. It was white lacquer. Um, if you want to see what my bedroom looks like, by the way, follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. Um, and follow me on Twitter at Amanda Lauren because I am super active on Twitter these days. But um, it just wasn't good. Like, it just, I don't know. I just didn't love it anymore. Also, I got it, I will say the store where I got it from because I was extremely unimpressed with the quality and I try not to bash brands on here, but like it was from Modani, which is, they have locations in LA, Miami, New York, um, Atlanta, I think. Um, And it's sort of a, it's really, their designs are great. I will say that if you like modern furniture, the quality was not what I anticipated for the price. And I'll tell you, one of my biggest design regrets was not was actually buying a bunch of furniture there because I've literally gotten rid of every piece of furniture I've bought from that store. So anyway, I um I ended up selling it. My husband is like screaming. <laughs> Um, or he's talking to the dog. Either way, um, my my nose is clogged a little bit. I'm like, I sound a bit like like Megan Kelly. Um, that was like a bad Megan Kelly impression. But um, anyway, so it was supposed to arrive. This is really the great equalizer. Okay, so it was supposed to arrive on Tuesday with the nightstands. This dresser, um, it did not arrive. And I sold it on Facebook Marketplace on Saturday. And let me just say this. 
I sold this whole bag. If you're wondering how much I how much I sell things for, if you ever see me have a listing on Facebook Marketplace, I sold both nightstands and the dresser for a hundred dollars. And I basically said it was $50 for each nightstand and I'd throw in the dresser because the dresser was totally scratched on top in a few places and there was a drawer that was a little bit wonky and I was just, and it was kind of frustrating. So I'm like, listen, someone that just really wants like white lacquer furniture and doesn't really care and wants like the best thing they can buy for a hundred bucks for the whole thing will probably be thrilled with this. And guess what? that person was. I also just wanted it. I'll tell you this. I do change things up a lot in my home. I think more than most people and furniture waste is a real problem. I mean, if you walk, listen, I'm in LA and if you walk down the streets, you see people getting rid of so many things and I would rather sell something for a cheap price um, or give it away than just throw it out and create more, you know, in a landfill. I also think too, you know, I mean, listen, in a perfect world, I would have super duper fancy high-end customized furniture that, you know, doesn't, that gets passed down for generations, but that's not where I am right now. And frankly, even if I were in that price bracket, um, I wouldn't be buying that right now because we're trying to have a kid. And as any parent knows, children destroy furniture. So we're sort of, I will tell you though, this set that I got, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to give it away, but um, I got a really nice, you know, just higher quality than what I've had in the past. And I'm very excited. Unfortunately, no matter how high quality furniture is, it will inevitably, and this has happened with every single place I've bought furniture, it always comes in damaged. And it has to do with the fact that just no one puts any care into the way they, you know, ship these things or they don't wrap things properly or they drop it. Um, and so one of the nightstands had a little chip, so it's being replaced. And the dresser, which was supposed to come, this is the long version of the story, did not arrive. And it is actually supposed to arrive now, I believe, on Monday. So right now, every piece of, not every piece of clothing I own because I obviously have things in my closet, but I took everything that was in that dresser and just put it in garbage bags. If you're, oh, by the way, if you're wondering, why didn't you put it in a suitcase like a normal person? The answer is we store stuff in our suitcases and then just sort of throw it in the closet when we go away for the summer. Or if we're just going on a trip, we just sort of like tuck the stuff away and, um, you know, hope for the best. So because we use our suitcases for storage, I did not, I was unable to put my stuff in a suitcase. So everything, it looks like a college dorm. My bedroom is basically empty. So it, it's not like great for the sound. Um, and I have, I was going to say, wait, let me look. That's not true. I have, you know, it's really good. I should link them in the show notes, but I won't because we have such a good guest. And I will, I'll talk about this in the next episode. Although I do have a really good guest booked. Um, I got these great drawer organizers from Amazon. And 
they're just, I mean, I'm sure you can literally get them anywhere for underwear and bras and things like that. And I've got to tell you, they're like a game changer, but all these little, like they're just cloth organizers. They were very inexpensive. They're pink, so they're kind of cute. And they're just like these little, they almost remind me of packing cubes, but with, um, oh my God, I think my husband just like dropped some glass. This is not good. This is not good, folks. Um, like I said, hot mess homemaker. But um, I'm so ADD'd out right now, if you can't. I'm just getting on the mic and spewing here. Um, as I was saying, so those are on the floor. My clothing is all over the living room. If you're wondering, my husband is not allowed to keep his clothing in the dresser because there just isn't enough room. So he has some of his stuff in the closet, some of his stuff under the bed that he doesn't need, like suits, uh, because he hasn't worn a suit. The only time I've only seen my husband in a suit three times. The first time was at my aunt's wake. If you, by the way, if you're a frequent listener and you're like, you're Jewish, half my family is Catholic. So my aunt had a wake. Um, a wake. I think our wedding rehearsal dinner, although he might have just worn like a sports coat. Um, and our wedding. So I've literally seen my husband in a suit three times, but he has like 10,000 suits he never wears. So those are under the bed. And then we have built-ins between our bedroom and our bathroom where he keeps most of his clothing, which by the way, is probably the same amount of space as you would find in a dresser. And it's funny because in our old apartment, I had the built-ins and he had the dresser. And really, we should have switched for this. I kind of feel bad, but not not that bad. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> if you are... So that that is what's going on in, in my life. I am furnitureless. There's nothing to cut out the, prob- the inevitable echo. My closet door is open, which is a terrible way to record a podcast. I'm really winning life here. I mean, no one is winning life more than I am right now. Um... Still writing for Forbes. Speaking of which, our guest today, our guest, she was so awesome. She's the pioneer woman, Reed Drummond. Sometimes I feel bad and I call her the pioneer lady and I have no idea why, but not in this podcast. Although I have to say, I did say wow a lot and I feel like I laughed inappropriately in several, at several places, but you know, what else is new? Um, it was, I have to tell you, she was so genuine. She's so high vibe. I love her. And I am really obsessed with her show. It's really funny because I'm not like a cooking show girl. Um, but I like, I got into it. Um, I got into that show because Jackie Schimmel from the Bitch Bible recommended it. And I got, and we actually talked about her on the podcast, but I cut out that part because it was just a weird place to edit it. I just, I, I cut it off at a certain point because it was more a complete interview. But Jackie Schimmel was talking about it on the Bitch Bible. And I'm like, okay, I have to watch. And it is like the greatest show because it's literally filmed on, I, on like, it looks like it's filmed on iPhones or like iPads still. And her children film it. And we talk about that on the show about how it's filmed. And I actually really like it. It's funny. Um, well, I don't want to give it away. But like it's 
it's funny because she's not like a Bobby Flay or Mike Simon or one of those people where she's like a trained fancy chef. She's just an awesome kick-ass home cook and entrepreneur. And I think that sometimes that for me is more relatable. Like my husband will watch these very like sophisticated cooking shows and I have no, I'm just like, I just want to watch her. She'll have things with like four ingredients. She had a, oh my gosh, in the most recent episode, she had this fudge that was made of chocolate chips and condensed milk. By the way, I have no idea what condensed milk is. I know it comes in a can, but I, do you drink condensed milk? I have no idea. I have no clue. It's, um, but she did with like potato chip, kettle cooked potato chips on it. It's like sweet and salty fudge. And that might be my thing when, um, like when I bring dessert over to people's houses is that I also have a feeling it smells really good to cook. Um, but I like that about her. And I also like that it's, I also just like that, like, it seems like a lot of the things she makes, anyone can cook. And I'll tell you, like, I'm a good cook. I make a chicken parm. I make salmon. Like, I'm pretty good. My husband, though, has a way more sophisticated palate than I do. Um, and it's funny because he's into all these techniques and he finds all these ways. And I'm like, I feel like I just want to make something involving, like, cans and two ingredients. Um you know, he goes to like the farmer's market. I'm more of like a Trader Joe's kind of girl. Uh, not to say that I don't appreciate things. I mean, he's making halibut right now. It's really funny because he got it at the farmer's market today. And I'm like, and he's like, you like halibut? I'm like, okay. I don't think I've ever had halibut in my life. So that's, I'm hoping this halibut is good. Um, I won't complain because he's been, he's been a good husband. He cleaned out the sink and the dishwasher. Um, and he folded the laundry. I really make him sound like terrible, but, um, I think you can hear him in the background, like shaking the pan for the hell of it. I don't know. Our apartment is a mess. Like I said, cause everything is just strewn about. Um, we've both been just so busy working. We have not cleaned and the housekeeper is now not coming until next week because I want her to come after there's no boxes. We also have to install sconces over, well, I mean, we don't have to. I, I order them. I am also installing plug-and-play sconces over the nightstand. And um, he's going to help me with that. And I hope this doesn't end in divorce or, like, I don't know, a call to, like, the fire department. Even though you literally just plug them. Thank you! Into the wall, like, he's dinner will be ready in 10 minutes so I'll probably shut up in about another two um so I'm excited for that I'm going having a little bit of a bedroom makeover um no so like lots of good things happening or just a hot mess right now um anyway I was going to say no news on the baby front I will say that this was our last month of trying naturally and then if that doesn't work, we will do IVF with Dr. Shaheen Gadir, and he's amazing. He's an incredible, incredible doctor. I'm actually going to go on his show, The Fertile Life Podcast. Um, on February 4th, we're recording it, so I don't know when it will be released. And he will be on here, and we're going to talk all about fertility stuff. So if you are 
one the one dude that listens to the show that might not be your episode but I'm very very excited about it he's extremely talented um and I just feel really grateful my friend Allie Lasky who you might have seen she's always on like she's on very cool reality well I don't know if you would say like cool reality I guess like the bachelor bachelorette or like the cool reality shows but she's been on the hills a million times and she was just on Vanderpump Rules a few weeks ago um and she knows him and was telling me how great he was um and so she made the introduction and I'm just so grateful that I'm going to get to be working with one of the best fertility doctors in the world. I know that not everyone has that privilege. Still, I really hope I conceived naturally this month and um, thoughts, prayers, hopes, dreams, all of that stuff would be great. Um, anyway, I'm going to shut up, re putting on the interview with Ree. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with a friend. Um, that is super helpful. As I said, please follow me on Instagram at It's Amanda Lauren. Twitter at Amanda Lauren. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff on Reels, and I'm doing a lot more humorous stuff, and my stories are killer. And I'm not just bragging. I've literally had people email me call me and text me telling me how much they like my stories so if you need to laugh or if you are in the middle of a decorating disaster uh give me a follow watch the stories you overlate anyway here is re- wait before i forget before i forget i just want to thank walmart so much for setting up this interview re has a line of bedding and bath products at walmart babe i'll be there in 30 seconds Okay, I'm going to make this quick. Isn't this very real? This is like as real as I get in real time. So um, she has a line at Walmart. She's cookware, bedding, bath. It's so cute. If you like things that you would get at a flea market or an estate sale or an antique store, you will be obsessed with this line. You can collect it all. It's really nice looking. I love Walmart. I think it's really accessible. Um... Although I'm not a big Walmart shopper now because there's not one near me. Target is close to me. Um, I will tell you, I mean, I went to college in central Pennsylvania and I grew up spending the weekends in the Poconos and we went to Walmart all the time. I'm a very big fan. So I can, I actually like it when you go to Walmart. It's easy to just like find your way. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. I love Walmart. Anyway, um, that is it. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to go eat some halibut and you are hopefully going to stay tuned for um, Reed Drummond, the Pioneer Woman. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, so you, here's the thing. You have a thriving kitchenware line for Walmart, okay? You have your show. You are doing all the things. Why go into bedding and bath right now? And how are you making time to do all of this? Seriously. Well, you know, just really briefly, the whole housewares line started in the kitchen and it was all inspired by sort of the print and patterns that were in my kitchen, whether it was uh, my drawer of mix and match napkins or my cabinet of, you know, random dinnerware pieces that I had collected mm-hmm. through the years. So my thing has always been the, the patterns and the colors and the mix so that everything doesn't match. And so once I launched my kitchenware line, it just made sense to kind of take the same approach in 
the areas of the home that really lend itself, lend themselves to little pops of color or little pops of florals. And so bed and baths are obvious, um, you know, obvious candidates for those types of things. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can go all out and have a big explosion of florals in your bedroom if that's what you're into, or you can keep it kind of neutral and, you know, nice white background and then throw in a beautiful floral quilt and shams. And so I just love that it sort of completes the areas of the home that I think are just perfect for the pioneer woman aesthetic. It, and I love the aesthetic. And let, and it's obviously very much your aesthetic. Although I will say that when I look at some of the cups and some of the cookware, obviously it was inspired by, I mean, honestly, it looks like things that you could buy at a really fancy antique store or at an estate sale, but it's from Walmart. And it looks so similar. And it just really, the design of the whole thing really impresses me. Um, Amanda, I love that you just said that because, uh, by the way, I think I called you Lauren earlier and I'm sorry about that. It's I, fine. Amanda. <laughs> um, Everyone does. I love that you said that because when I first launched my line in 2015, uh, one of the main patterns was called flea market because I wanted it to, I didn't want every piece in the collection to match. And so I love that you said that because my favorite thing is, uh, I have an old picture of my drawer of measuring cups from like the early 2000s. And it, it was just this mix, like the half cup was one ceramic, you know, cup. And then the, the cup measure was an old, you know, tin one from a from an estate sale or garage sale. So I, I love that you said that. That's totally uh, my vibe, what I was going for. No, I told. By the way, I totally relate because I have forty-seven thousand measuring cups, all from different <laughs> sets. So, I I took that is definitely that is definitely me. What draws you to prints? Because obviously, I see it in your wardrobe as well. Um, that you like bright, colorful things. Also, is that? And I feel so ignorant asking you this, but I am just going to ask you this because I'm originally from New York and I live in LA right now. Is that an Oklahoma thing? No, I wouldn't say so. And I, I want to tell you, it's so funny because I, uh, when I was in college, and I'm talking maybe a sophomore in college, you may be too young to remember a designer named Adrian Vitadini. But in the 80s, Adrian Vitadini was just this wonderful designer, and all of her pieces were this bright, bold, kind of traditional vintage floral look. And I wore Adrian Vitadini clothes in college. Um, I'm uh -huh. from Oklahoma, but I went to USC. And I mean, when I say floral, I mean like knit shorts and a matching knit top, all the same floral pattern. So I clearly had issues even then. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think maybe just I, I blame my red hair. I blame the fact that I'm a middle child. Uh, I, I've just always been drawn to it. So um, it, I've never been one to... I've never been drawn to neutrality and solids, but that said, I do love a, kind of a neutral space with pops of, of my prints and patterns. Um, I'm sort of into that these days. 
Adrian Vittadini, there were no, there was no like grounding solids. It was all just <laughs> bright <laughs> and bold florals. You'll have to Google Adrian Vittadini. No, I know it. I used to wear the kids' clothes when I was a little kid because I love patterns and florals. So there are lots of like old photos of me and like little Adrian Vittadini oh, like bikinis. I love that. That's so great. Oh my gosh. So from when I was like a very, very little kid. So I, I totally know that I was going to say I might still have a vintage Adrian Vittadini bag of my mom's somewhere. I have to find it now. I'll, I'll bet there's a whole um, eBay market for things like this. <laughs> I'm not, I am not selling it. Are you crazy? Absolutely not. I love, I love vintage things. So never, but no, you're, if I ever needed to, that is a good idea. Um, let me ask, how do you, do you have any tips for decorating with your, with the cookware and the bedding and the bath and all of that? Like, what are the best ways to sort of do that? Well, I, I actually, you know, I do create uh, collections uh, where, you know, there's, they're based on different prints. So there's the, the vintage floral collection and the sweet rose collection, uh, the blooming bouquet. But my intention has always been for uh, people who buy the Pioneer Woman products to really create their own collection. So, you know, you may take a uh, a quilt from with one print and pattern and then you know layer on a, a blanket from another pattern so my advice would be not necessarily to stick with one collection uh, one print if, if you like the pioneer woman products and certainly at this time of year in oklahoma we are layering our bedding big time so, <laughs> uh, you know, the sh you've got the sheets and then the blanket and then the, the comforter and a quilt at the end of the bed because we never know when the temperature is going to drop to zero here. Um, so I, I, I love the idea of everyone kind of winding up with their own unique assortment. And also stay true to what you love. If you are more drawn to uh, neutrals and solids, don't just go all in with every pioneer woman product and have print everywhere you know it's it's nice i think to have somewhat of a, a soft neutral space and put a you know a a beautiful collection of you know bright floral towels and a, and a bright uh bath mat but leave everything else kind of soft and, and neutral so it, it's so funny because through the years uh the pioneer woman collectors post so many photos of how they're decorating their spaces and it really runs the gamut there, there's the all white kitchen with the, the bright floral toaster and that's it or there's the you know the mm. harvest table with every single different pattern of dinnerware that pioneer woman offers and all the the napkins and tablecloths and I love both. It's it's just really fun because it invites uh, so much creativity and personal expression. By the way, that toaster is everything. <laughs> I mean, who knew a toaster could be so fun? I I, I love it myself. I have it. I toast my English. Listen, I. <laughs> I just get excited to eat bread, but I can imagine that having that toaster, you just get excited to even just like look at it every morning. 
because well, it's so much fun. Between my cooking show and my floral toaster, I'm trying to facilitate carbs for for all. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make carbs easier. <laughs> if carbs make listen, carbs make people happy. And that's also it's really funny because I noticed when I watch your show, so I got very into it, you know, in 2020 when everyone it's funny because my husband's like super sophisticated and will watch like Bobby Flay and all of those people. And I'm like, I just want to watch the Pioneer Woman because she's happy. Um, and your recipes are accessible. And that's, that's the thing I've noticed about your brand is that you are very accessible. You're very happy. Even when you shoot the show. Can I ask, are your children still? I was watching the episode that was last week's this morning. Are they still shooting the show with you? Because I just think that's great. Oh my gosh. Yes, they are. I mean, that was really the best thing to come out of the whole COVID experience for me. I think we've all kind of extracted the things that we are grateful for over the past two completely crazy years. And that, that is it for me. My crew, my Food Network production company is actually from the UK. And so uh, it became apparent pretty quickly that they were not going to be able to come back to film for quite some time but we just didn't wow. we didn't want the show to just suspend and you know have to show reruns uh indefinitely so it was really food network who who said you know what if we sent you a bunch of iphones and handheld gimbals and the kids tried to shoot an episode and honestly we were thinking one episode we'll try it and We've now shot almost 70, I believe, episodes together. <laughs> and uh, mm. it's been, it's been Can't believe it. just from, for so many different reasons, but just being able to connect with my, my big kids uh, in this way was, was really priceless. And we're still, we have 20 more to film. And then, uh, God willing, my UK crew will be back in the middle of 2022 and we'll, we'll resume. But when I say resume, I think we'll probably never go back fully to the the original style of the show. I think it'll be more of a hybrid of really shoot from the hip, let all the mistakes <laughs> stay, you know, stay visible because that that really is more me. Um, love the old show and have so many great memories from it, but I also love the new direction we took things. I actually love that you show mistakes because everyone makes mistakes when cooking. And the, like the most recent episode, you're like, yeah, I totally forgot to mix the spinach and with the vegetables for that like breakfast tortilla. And I'm like, that is something I would do. It's really, like, it's crazy how <laughs> I, I, I started realizing, wow, I really am kind of an airhead. You know, I just, I forget <laughs> things in every other show. I forget to add a whole ingredient to the recipe, but I think that's been a, very fun for, for viewers to see. Um, <laughs> and certainly it, it, it makes them realize that nobody, nobody has a, a flawless kitchen life. No, although I have to ask you, how do you keep everything looking so neat and clean as you cook? Because whenever I cook, my kitchen is always, I spend like half the time cleaning it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually making lasagna today and my kitchen is not okay and it may, may never be okay again. But 
Um, I think when, when we film, we have a little time in between each recipe and it gets all, you know, tidied up and everything. So it, it never gets too far gone. <laughs> it's, I'm just impressed you're not spilling. I mean, obviously you've done this for so long, but it's just, I'm like, it always just looks so neat and clean. Um, so I wanted to ask you to like, speaking of being like a normal person, which you are, and I think that's what people love about you. What is it like working with Walmart? Because I think that that's the holy grail of just accessibility. Well, I grew up in Oklahoma and so I am authentically a, a Walmart shopper and have been my whole life. That's where we went when we were young uh, to get school supplies and, you know, makeup and so it was a, definitely not a leap for me to partner with Walmart. And it, it was sort of the same, uh, you know, reasons that I've always wanted to keep my show very and my recipes very accessible because I just never wanted to share a recipe that everyone wasn't able to just run out and make. I, you know, I didn't want it to be like, oh, there's, I'm going to have to mail order that mail order. That's an old term, but <laughs> I'm going to have to order that from Amazon in order to, to make it. Um, so um, I think I took the same approach with my housewares. I wanted to create a line of housewares that, that looked elevated and had the same beautiful colors and prints and patterns that you would find in, in a more upscale store, but uh, definitely wanted the prices to be such that you could collect, you know, several patterns and mix and match. So it's, it's really been great. And Walmart, it doesn't get any better than Walmart in terms of having a retail partner, um, you know, their experience and their capabilities. And they, we've worked together long enough that they are very um, good to kind of take my ideas and, and listen. And when, when I feel very strongly about something, they, they take, take leaps every now and then that they, they wouldn't normally take. So they've, they've just been a great partner. That's, I mean, I, I think that's so true. Let me ask if you could only have, if someone said to you, okay, you can only have one product from your bedding line and one product from your bathroom line. And I would say one product from your cookware line, what would those products be? I know this is a tough question. Uh. It's, I mean, I, it's like choosing my favorite child, which varies every day, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, I'll start with bath. Uh, honestly, the bath towels are glorious. Um, they're towel sets, and they are absolutely amazing. And when I, when I first saw the samples come in, I, I sighed and swooned and all the, all the great responses that I expect to have when I see the see the sample. So love the bath towels. Um, there's a cute bath mat that is it says howdy and it has cute colors and florals. I think that's just the most adorable bath mat I've ever seen. Um, in terms of cookware, it it's just so hard. I honestly I, I have one of my ceramic nonstick uh, cookware sets. And I hardly ever put them away. I have uh, six burners on my stove and I have right now four different pans in that set and, and they just stay there all the time. I, I clean them and put them right back on the stove because they're just 
they're just good everyday pans. So um, the floral toaster, as, as we said, I mean, I, it's hard to beat that. Uh, I'm looking around my kitchen right now. I'm like, oh, and I love those bowls. Mm -hmm. And oh, that picture is my favorite. So <laughs> here we are. I, I can't stop. It's, I, I can't blame you. So I always ask this to people. It's It's been my, my go-to question for people on this podcast before. And people find it really fun, which is, what's one thing that you're not good at that people don't know about? I am terrible at bread, baking, making homemade bread. Wow. Very bad at it embarrassingly bad. I, I, I make a good, really good loaf of bread every 13 attempts, I would say. <laughs> the rest of them are okay. And there are a couple that are actually really bad. So I don't think I'm gifted in that realm. I just, I'm going to have to make my peace with it, I think. So there'll be no episodes of just you baking bread in the future and just failing at it. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, yeah, never say never. Um, yeah, I, I, and you'll probably notice that I do have some uh, bread recipes that I've made on my show, but I've only shared like the ones that I've kind of cracked the code and, and things like cinnamon rolls and, and quick breads. But you, I will not be the host of any artisan bread um, instructional shows in the future now or in the future <laughs> that it's that's so far. i'll watch these girls on youtube make like sourdough and i'm like wow that looks so complicated i'd rather just go and drive over to the la brea bakery <laughs> five minutes away and just buy a loaf of sourdough and call it a day oh i know and so. tiktok too there, there's so many bread bakers on tiktok and i'm like i i will let them wear that crown and I, I w couldn't wear the crown if I wanted to because I'm bad at it. So you asked and I it answered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I cannot thank you enough for your time.